Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to the 250th episode of the Adventure Incorporated podcast. This is the final episode of the Battle of Mughamara, and the stakes for this show have never been higher. This is going to be a long episode, so uh, we'll try to get right into it. But uh, as always, especially when we're doing some, I'm very excited about how this episode is going to go and what people are going to think. So uh, make sure you're you're shooting your feedback to us on Facebook or on Twitter or that you're joining the Discord. And if you are enjoying what's happening here, share it with other people. They might enjoy it too. And uh, I know we're pretty close to the end here, but... This is still a great time to get someone new uh, to get caught up before things close out. And of course, I want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash adventuring who do things for this show uh, and said that hopefully they are getting value out of the show and so they choose to give value back to the show so that it can grow and, and get bigger and better. Uh, and, and we try to give a little value back this week on the patrons, uh, feed. If you are not a $5 patron now might be the time because we are, uh, going to release an episode this week that I am calling the fate of the mysterious blubs. Uh, and I, you know, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be really, uh, really informative, I think. So, uh, check that out. I think it'll be a lot of fun and we have plans for more stuff, uh, down the road. So Uh, Definitely become a patron now if you are not one already. Uh, Folks, I just can't wait any longer. I'm so excited about this episode. This is a long time coming. So uh, let's get started. Nobles and farmers, knights and scoundrels, gather round, gather round to hear a tale of excitement and mystery. Brave adventurers facing grave dangers. Keth the Monk. Uh, on a lighter subject, uh, how's the, the, the whole corruption of the Iora Church going? On a lighter subject? Yeah. <laughs> Gebetto the Rogue. We're basically family. So do you want to admit to your family that all you want to do is learn how to read so that you can read pornos? (laughs) Genevera, the sorcerer. Oh my god, guys, it worked. The plan worked. High fives. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. We Um, should have a plan more often. Asher, the druid barbarian. With my nipples? Why are are my nipples not convincing? Prepare yourselves, for this is the tale of Adventure Incorporated. Let's get started. No. Redbridge stares at the golden barrier in front of her. She draws in a deep breath. What... What do we do now? Lanier steps beside her. He doesn't look to her. He doesn't acknowledge her except to stare forward at that golden dome. He says, it is up to the many pennies now. Inside, the four of you and the floating image of Verdum stand before Gorm Tintreach, the dark wizard who has been everything 
that you have fought against. Your weapons, on your side, on your shoulder, strapped to your back, floating near you, they begin to hum and glow. This is the end. Around you in the dome, uh, Gorm stands in the center, and around him, probably about 80 feet across from you is the, the entire, like, radius of the dome. Uh, or I guess... Diameter. Diameter. It's not radius. Big dome. Big dome. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's like... <laughs> I, I took geol- geometry, very, too. I took geology. Geology? Yeah, <laughs> It's an it's a eighty uh, circumference uh, rock dome. Uh, that's why she brought up geology. It's all stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. quartz. Uh, We're inside a geode. <laughs> oh wow! So this is a really uh, nice dome. <laughs> <laughs> so an eighty foot diameter dome. Uh, the the abjuration energy just pulsing around you. Just, just refracting. On the ground. <laughs> on the ground, there are eight symbols drawn out into the dirt. Uh, glowing brightly. Uh, seven of them have objects of power lying within the circle. Uh, one of them, the one that is exposed, is the symbol of divination. The one that Gorm himself would be empowering. Uh, around the circle, you can make out a couple of these things, things that are familiar. Some of them are not quite as familiar. But as you uh, take the moments of Gorm, uh, like uh, of your as you walked in and Evian gave her speech and Gorm is beginning his process, you have a few moments. You're glancing around at these objects. Uh, you recognize the the yellow glow of abjuration. You recognize the green glow of conjuration. You recognize that all of the magics are represented on each of these platforms. You see some things that you're very familiar with. You see uh, a stone, not unlike the orc stones that you have come across before, that rests upon transmutation, empowering that part of the ritual. You see a wand that Genevera you saw referenced in the reading material. That sits upon evocation, red light shining up underneath it. A unicorn horn sits upon the enchantment symbol, empowering that part of the ritual. And of course, there are a few you aren't necessarily sure what they are. Uh, There's a skull. It looks to be a dragon skull sitting on the symbol for necromancy. It looks like a there's a small, uh, gray, squishy glob of goo with silver veins running through it. And what looks like maybe tentacles, it looks like an opaque jellyfish that sits on the symbol of illusion. And on abjuration, Gibetto, there is a very familiar mace sitting on the abjuration symbol. Justin? (laughs) Two little eyes drawn on the head of the mace stare back at you and a little smiley face. He thinks he doesn't say it out loud, uh, but he thinks to himself, <laughs> "What are you doing here?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 
I don't remember that part of the story. <laughs> At all. Uh, I feel like this needs one of those little boxes uh, from the comics where it's like uh, the issue number. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see episode 50. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Uh, there's like a, a, a sepia-toned image of you standing over the uh, the symbol of abjuration for the first time, uh, kicking what? a lizard corpse in and then hucking your mace down uh, tied to a rope. Yeah. <laughs> when he pulls the rope back, there's no mace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the... And, and a pair of portal stones sit uh, green light shooting up underneath them. Uh, two uh, stones that you have uh, researched that apparently are connected in some capacity. Gorm, standing in front of you after being bathed in the light of uh, the Evian washed over him, uh, you see him bring his back up as though he's trying to uh, stretch out his wings. What did you do to me? You're stuck like that, buddy. That is no matter. You have stepped against me for the last time. I am so close here. So close. And I will not fail this time. My God must rise again. He must fight against everything. All of the oppression in all of the worlds I have visited. He will ride like thunder and fire. And I will save my people, whether they know they need saving or not. This is where you die, Gorm. This is, this is it. You're done. <laughs> you think I die here? If you come against me now, you die. You are mortals. You are nothing compared to me, and I will prove it to you if I must. This ends here, and Kath, uh throws forward Verdum and says and says quietly one last time buddy and lets it go uh, make an attack roll sweet natural one <laughs> you just go with it <laughs> you throw Verdum um, you, you like you you direct your will yeah. toward Gorm. Uh, the <clears throat> Verdum begins to glow with bright energy. It's uh, like it is intended, like destined for this. This is the purpose of this weapon as it goes hurtling towards Gorm, and he throws his hands forward, and the weapon stops a quarter of an inch in front of him, and his hands vibrate, and the weapon shatters. <sighs> bright light sprays out as bits of metal spray back across you like shrapnel. You are pathetic. I will kill you if I must, but you are insignificant to me. That's the only way you're getting out of here. So he for our dead bodies. Down. So be it. Roll initiative. 
Can I ask a math question? Fucking shattered for doom. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little spooked. What's your math question, Steph? <clears throat> what did you say the diameter of this circle is? 80 feet. Okay. Why do you ask? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it a math question or a maps question? Yes. A geology question. A maths question. <laughs> uh, 13. That means if Gorm's in the middle, then the furthest I can be away from him is 40 feet. Correct. I assume you have um, our, our nuclear arsenal, I guess, is the word <laughs> I want to use. No, no, no. I just, I was just checking. Got it. <laughs> I assume you're a squishy sorcerer. <laughs> just uh, just asking for I mean, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yeah. No, just asking for math. I want to be able to still shoot spells and, and destroy magic at the same time. Uh, okay, <clears throat> so what do I get for uh, initiatives? Six. Keth got a 19. Asher got a 13. Uh, Jibeta with a 14. Gorm uh, raises his hands above his head and he draws forth magical energy. You can see the spells around him pulling not from uh, the space here or even from the objects you carry but from the ritual he has been weaving himself that that itself is like drawing forth the energy from the for these spells uh he forms a fireball in his hand it grows larger and larger and then he slings it off so i need everyone to make a dex saving throw <clears throat> i'm sorry can i use um Gor uh can i use gillick's shield no because that's not a single target got it so good to know uh, Jennifer cast Counterspell. Okay. Heck yeah. So you are going to have to roll against it. What do I add to my roll? Um. I rolled a 12, so I don't know what to... Uh, I have the spell right here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know that spell very well. Um. Even though I'm probably going to wind up casting it. I think it's the DC is 10 plus the spell's level. But and you add your, you roll and add your spellcasting ability. So what's your spellcasting ability? Modifier. 10. Uh, your charisma modifier. My spell modifier, attack bonus or my charisma modifier is 5. So that's so 17. 17. So it would be, so technically that would counter a level 7 spell is how I understand. Yes. That is correct. You, uh... You fire. He he raises this massive fireball and then goes to fire it off. You uh, quickly try to uh, unweave the spell that he has woven as the fireball expands farther and farther in the air, picking it apart. And as just before the fireball comes in and explodes on you, you find that last piece of magic uh, that holds it together, and you dissolve it apart with your counter spell, tearing down the spell just barely. Hell See, dear. we can do that too. Uh, a small smirk comes to his lips. I have heard many stories of you, Brass Witch. I think I will enjoy killing you. Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> I'm just saying looks he probably over at would. I'm just saying he probably would enjoy it. Like that but, makes a lot of sense. Like we're gonna enjoy how, killing him. But that's not how it came off. 
Jim, yeah, Jim no. <laughs> it sounded like you think he's going to kill you. Yeah. I mean, guys, he might. <laughs> <laughs> and he's definitely going to enjoy it if he does. So. No, that's fair. I believe, <laughs> Sorry, I agree I'm with not, that part. I'm not good at... Hey. Hey. Yeah. We've got this. Yeah. Hey, A guys, second spell from Gorm begins to channel towards you. Uh, he brings his arms to the side and charges up energy and cracks off a lightning bolt that fires through uh, toward uh, two of you, uh, Gibetto and uh, Keth. So give me deck saving throws, Gibetto and Keth, as the oh. line pierces in. I want to use my last deck saving throw uh, instead <laughs> of rolling this one. Um, no, no. Ooh, nice. Uh, 29. Okay. So Keth has a sanctuary. Um, he is a little-known monk spell or uh, ability. That, <laughs> it's not a spell. <laughs> that uh, actually it is. I'm wrong. If if he is the target uh, of, of uh, an attack, they have to make a wisdom saving throw uh, of seven DC seventeen, or the attack has to target some somebody else. So I don't think because this is like an area two. of effect yeah. that you're in. I don't think that applies. It's fair, tough but fair. <laughs> uh 11 okay um now you do have evasion right so you right. take half, half still of half of half of a million <laughs> <laughs> so five hundred thousand damage okay five hundred zero divided zero, by zero, two zero zero zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm dead weird <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is Keth more is, dice than it sounds. It sounds like more dice than it is. I'm just looking for dice. This is more dice than it sounds. Dice than it sounds. <laughs> Words tonight. <laughs> We're all a little punchy. Keth, most of all. Hey. Keth's well rested. <laughs> uh, okay. So it is 32 damage on this lightning bolt that careens past you. Uh, you let it... You know, you step back as it whizzes by, uh, still crackling into you for 16. Gibetto, you duck and roll very quickly out of the way. Uh, the bolt hits the barrier at the edge of the room and ricochets off and is now bouncing about oh my under the dome. Uh, it appears that the magic that strikes the dome uh, does not dissipate. It is just moving about in here. Huh. That's just silly. That's annoying. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Keth, it's your turn. Keth's <laughs> going to continually dodge uh, lightning bolts for uh, <laughs> six seconds. <laughs> uh, no, he just stares at Gorm for a second and then just takes off towards um, the orc stone. Okay. Okay. Um... So you're going to try to, like, scoop it up? Yeah. Uh, so as a reaction, Gorm says, No, not the ritual. Uh, and he tries to cast a spell at you, uh, directly targeting you. So we're going to go ahead and make that wisdom saving throw. Woo! He fails. Yes! So, so he, uh, he turns yeah. instead, like... He doesn't. He can't even help it. You're moving fast. He goes to target at you. It slips. He targets Asher instead. Sorry, buddy. With a spell. Mm-hmm. Can mm -hmm. I? You do I have to say succeed the save? No, 
You have to tell me before you make the save if you want to redirect the spell back at him. You do not know what the spell is. I am going to redirect the spell, my dude. Okay. <laughs> That's you... a big 10-4 for me, good buddy. <laughs> Combo. You heal him! <laughs> my trickery knows no bounds! <laughs> I am going to treat! So you, he goes to attack <laughs> Keth. And instead of Keth... His vision slips. He targets Asher. He fires off a spell toward Asher, a ring of air uh, that reverberates through space towards you. You put up the shield and you feel that connection to abjuration pulse through and that bounces the spell back toward Gorm. It slams into him and he is knocked back right against the edge of the barrier. Uh, It it throws him backwards. He slams into it and you can see that that barrier, like it it pains him to touch it. Uh, That it just like pounds him with energy and then launches him down into the ground. Let's go. Ooh, that's good. That's good. (sighs) Fuck yeah. If... Keth gets to the stone. He's gonna do do something. Uh, at the same time, he's trying to scoop it up. So I don't know if <laughs> he's I don't gonna know if he's do there something if stupid. Gets, I literally <laughs> thought he was gonna say like something reckless and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Also, uh, so uh, Keth, you charge forward and you scoop up the stone. Um, and as you pick it up, you can feel its connection to this ritual through it. Uh, it is still tied to this ritual. It is still fueling this ritual. Uh, but you also now have it in your hand and there is that connection to that as well, to your heritage that pulses through this object. Kath also takes out Uthral and combines the stones and tries to channel in a way that he has before in order to be in the a place with this whatever is in this new one Uthral and myself in a, in a location I zoom in Keth's brain his bones and stones bones and stones <laughs> the, the classic tag team is back <laughs> <laughs> I thought Rob was coming up with the orc pub where you find these two gentlemen at <laughs> excellent excellent bones and stones yeah just like a nice neutral uh, or cafe that uh, yeah. <laughs> a cafe. You hold. Can I the... offer you a cappuccino? <laughs> oh, you no, hold. I, I know bone. eat milk. <laughs> <laughs> you hold Uthral's bone, and you hold this this new object, the stone. You touch them together, and you feel that resonance between them. That your intention to fuse these objects has happened. Uh. And then you've channeled that power and you are, your mind is cleared again. Your vision gone. You are in a white space with this, uh, you know, smoking clouds around you as have always sort of been here, but there's something different, something more opaque about this place now uh, than there has been previously. Uh, And you hear a call out from the the shrouding mist. You hear, oh, Uthral, Uthral, where are you? I, I'm, I'm right here. It's, it, it's, it's Keth, uh, your friend. Uh, you might not remember me, but we're friends. Is there oh. anybody else with you? I don't know. I, I can't even see you. Uh, uh, 
just uh, Uthral, and then Kef tries to follow <laughs> the response. Uh, Uthral comes out of the mist, like his hands out in front of him, uh, like waving around, like yeah. he's trying to see what's going on. He's like, oh, there you are. Hey, uh, it is great to see you. I really have never have enough time to talk to you. and it is, It's terrible, and we need, really need to talk about stuff. Something is wrong. Uh, with me again? Or here? No, with me. Uh, so, just full disclosure, what I did was uh, I took another... Do you know how when uh, orcs... A, se- a second figure <laughs> emerges from the mist. This orc is thin and pale, like emaciated as it walks out of the mist, stumbling forward. Uh, it stumbles to you and puts an arm out onto you. And it says, blood of my kin. And it closes its fist on your shirt, trying to like hold itself up. I'm here. I, I am so thin now. He has taken so much. I could hold out no longer. Uthral, there is an evil dragon outside of this place who is using orc gods, you and this person here, for his own ill will. We need to stop him. What is your name? I I am Shapetaker. Shapetaker, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. This is this is an insult to our people, and I'm going to do everything I can to avenge it. Please, lend me your strength in doing that, and I will be able to stop this Gorm. I have so little left to give, but I will give you what I have. Uthral, I need you, and I'll be back to explain everything, and we hopefully we'll talk about some stuff but I can't my power is being taken I can feel it draining from me not just not just my magic all of it my life even Keth he he says, I am so sorry. And he grabs Uthral and bites him and tries to take his power from him. Wow! can't let him feed Gorm. <laughs> you, you you hear from your, your weapons. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh. I, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> you bite uh. into uh, Uthral, who looks shocked. Uh, and aghast, and he says, "Why? I thought we were. You said we were friends." Uh, 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 uh. 
you draw forth that life force and you feel it fill you and it bursts inside you. You see a whirl of colors, uh, abjuration, conjuration, evocation, all of the schools of magic bursting within you, like power welling up inside. And when you open your eyes again, Uthral is gone. And just Shapetaker stands there. He looks at you wide-eyed. Who Keth, are you? Keth is just crying and blood coming down off of his face and just saying, I'm trying to save our people. Please lend me your strength. And he reaches out again to touch uh, Shapetaker. Shapetaker, you can see in his face that he has nothing left to give. But if he did, he would fight you with every piece of him he had. Keth sees that and smiles. Just tears just streaming down his face. Um, and realizes that whatever power Keth can take from this place, there, there is no more. And he tries to snap back to reality. You push back into the real world you're still feel that fire in your veins that power coursing through you you don't really know how to manifest that but you know that there is this uh this extreme magical energy coursing through you now uh we will go to jibeto Uh, Top that turn, bud. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I run and attack Gorm without uh, advantage. (laughs) Right. Uh, Just kidding. He's 80 feet away. You get halfway. Uh, (laughs) Gebetto does run to the, like, illusion squid thing. Okay. uh, To grab that. Uh, and try and like he basically wants to use that to empower his illusion spells give me on give me an intelligence or wisdom check at a with proficiency okay uh you can consider it a skill check great uh, can I consider it an arc, uh, intelligence or wisdom you said? Yes. Okay. So I say with proficiency so that you can assume that it is one of your skills in that process. Uh, 30. And which did you pick? Intelligence. Okay. Uh, so you look down at this thing, um, and now getting a good look at it, you know, from afar, it was just sort of this squishy gray lump, uh, up close to it, you see the squishy gray lump. And the tentacles coming off of it. And you know exactly what this is looking over it. It all clicks together. The silver veins running through the inside of it. This is the brain of the Mind Flayer of Illusion. Wow. That's dark, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Is it like, does it look alive? 
No. Okay. Uh, then yeah, Gebetto grabs it. Okay, yeah, you pick up this squishy brain. Uh, and also through this brain, you can feel that it is still connected to this ritual as well. Like, that is still the case. Gebetto puts it in the bag of holding. Okay. You're pretty sure you've got Mind Flayer slime on everything. <laughs> You're never going to get it out of there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just didn't, I was hoping, uh, <laughs> I still am hoping, uh, that putting it into a pocket dimension will, like, shift something in this. You're not sure, but you continue to hope so. Yeah. You can't, because you're not holding it anymore. Right. So you can't feel that connection or not, but you've tucked it away. Okay. I need Genevera to make a dexterity saving throw from the lightning bolt that is bouncing around the room. <laughs> uh, 18. Okay. So you take 19. Uh, oops, one more. Hold on. Sorry. You take 23 halved. So you take 12. Uh, okay, and then uh, it continues to bounce around, although you do feel like uh, that particular blast of lightning was uh, not, not as severe as when you first saw it crackle out of Gorm's hand. Um, Asher, it's your turn. <clears throat> Does Asher feel transmutation in this place in a strong enough form that he could cast a transmutation spell? <laughs> you, uh, unless you were bound to the ritual, you don't believe so. Good Whatever transmutation <clears throat> is here, which you do feel it present, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't feel like it's magic you can access. It feels like it's magic that's tied to the ritual. Understood. Um, okay. Uh, then I will cast, sorry, uh, I will run to the necromancy object, if possible. Okay. And to try and grab it to empower necromancy spells. Okay. Um, you While pick up- While holding the pendant of necromancy. Sure. Uh, you run over to the uh, skull that is on the ground. Mm -hmm. um, you pick up this skull and you can feel that it's tied to the ritual, but you don't really know like what to, what that, it, it's just, it's tied to the ritual. It doesn't really seem to do anything other than that. Okay. Um, and then hopefully being in its presence, I try and cast blight on Gorm. Um, okay. He has to make a con saving throw. He succeeds. Okay, he still takes... He's not a magical plant, guys. We all know this. Um, he takes half of this damage, which is... 24. It's 88? Yeah, 24. Uh, 32, 33, 35, 36, 37, 42. Uh, so it would be 42 necrotic damage, um, but he takes half. Okay. Okay. Um, and then 
in the very least, I'm trying with holding this like object to actively disrupt the spell that's happening, but like by literally moving it out of the ritual circle too. So you just like slide it out of the ritual circle? Just kind of like shimmying them, trying to disrupt it as much as I can. Yeah. You don't feel like it had any um, like palpable impact? It's worth a shot. <laughs> oh, misalignment. No. My biggest weakness. <laughs> I, mean, I sure hope no one cast a gust of wind. Genevera. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, Genevera points at Gorm and casts Finger of Death. Yeah. yeah. It is a constitution saving throw. <sighs> he succeeds. Okay. Well, he still takes se- half of 70. Great. Nice. All right. Uh, anything else, Ginevra? Uh, yeah, I'm going to run to the uh, I'm going to run to the unicorn horn. Okay. Um, yeah, you run over to the horn. Um, similarly, when you uh, scoop up the horn, I snap uh, it in you- half. Okay. Whoa. Uh, give me Give me a charisma check to do so. I apologize first. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, 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 nice. Uh, I rolled a 19. Charisma is plus 10, 29. Woo! So you put your hands on it. that's right. Uh, I can roll skill checks over a 22. What's up? (laughs) You pick it up. You pick it up, and it doesn't feel, like, particularly, um, like, solid. Uh, you know, it feels like somewhat brittle. Uh, but when you go to break it, what stumps you is not your strength, but it like pushes back against your being. Oh shoot! No, you're right. It was only it's only a twenty four. I added the save throw. I added the save. Sorry, shit. Twenty four is still fine. <laughs> no, it's whatever. We, we can work with that. Mike's yelling it's at me. It's fine. So you, it feels brittle, but when you go to break it, it pushes back against like your being uh and you actually feel like you have to bolster your confidence to like overwhelm it uh and when you do the horn snaps into two but you don't feel like its connection to the ritual is broken okay gorm pushes himself up You, what are you trying to do? This ritual is too important to have you. Just then, Keth, in your hand, the stone you're holding goes dead. And you can feel it go dead. And he can feel it go dead. And his eyes snap to you with fury and rage and fire behind them. They are, it is the hardest stare you have ever received as his, his voice cuts out and he just stares at you. Keth, tears still streaming down his face, just is staring right back at him. He feels, his mouth still feels wet. I don't know if there's still, if like there's blood on it or anything, but he feels like there is. And he looks down at the stone and just lets it fall from his hand. And then he charges at Gorm. So as it crashes down to the ground, 
Gorm opens his mouth and utters a single ancient word. A word of great power. A word of death. Cast the counterspell. Jennifer cast counterspell. Oh, oh. Wait. Oh. Oh. No, no, think already happened. Okay. So, it, I guess, it, wisdom saving throw to target. Nat 20! Yes! Oh, yes! Check it! Check it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. You just saved someone's life, Genevieve, not not Kath's. <laughs> Maybe. What were you gonna do? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, the, the 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 redirection. I don't know if he would yeah, have yeah, made yeah. it, but she saved someone's life. <laughs> uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Genevera uh, throws up her hand and slashes at the spell as the word reverberates through the air. Um, How do you counter word spell? How counter spell a power word? You're just like, la, 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 la. Shut up, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) No, like the power words have always like, there is a visceral magic of the universe that is tied to them. Yeah, that tears itself through reality toward Keth. And Genevera puts up a hand and just slashes across it uh, with a magical energy that unbinds the word. And you hear the word reverberate again and again through this space, now empty of power, but still reverberating in a booming voice through this dome. And Gorm lets out a scream of rage. He is so furious. And he tries again to attack you, Kath. So I'm going to roll the sanctuary again. Sure. He fails the sanctuary. Yes. And so he turns his attention to Genevera instead. Genevera gives him two thumbs up. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) And he returns the favor of the finger of death. Go ahead and make the con save, Steph. Okay. Um, Vera uses divination to not get the roll she just got. <laughs> uh, It's on the second page. The uh, that part there, Rob. <laughs> you have to turn here. So fifty-eight damage comes hurtling towards you with this finger of death. Uh, as you steal yourself against it, you take half of that. Uh, but yeah, so you take twenty-nine. Yeah. Genevera thinks to herself, "I did it better." uh keth it's your turn so this whole time keth from when he dropped the stone to when he's charging he's just roaring in rage and distraught um he's summoning all of this new power inside him he has no idea what, what it is and he just tries to as he's running towards gorm channel it towards gorm and in some destructive way. Okay. So as you run forward, uh, you 
are charging and you're letting this energy fill you and you're uh, feeling it pulse through your veins, you throw a hand forward and a sunbeam bursts from your palm, blasting out and slams into Gorm. So uh, you should pull up the sunbeam spell because it's active for one minute. I'm so happy. Uh, so it's a five foot wide, 60 foot line. Each creature in the line must make a con saving throw. Uh, on a failed save, a creature takes six D eight radiant damage and is blinded until your next turn on a successful save. It takes half as much and isn't blinded. You can do this as your action on any turn until the spell ends. Um, and for the duration, a moat of brilliant radiance shines in your hand and sheds light. (laughs) It's sunlight. Deal with it. Uh, so yeah, this little ball of light appears. You fire it off at Gorm, uh, automatically on this round. 68. <laughs> uh, he succeeds. Uh, 21 for 68. Six. Okay. 21 for 68. So he takes half that. And uh, for your actions for the next minute, you can use a sunbeam instead if you're so inclined. Um, so it's, okay. So I'm it, trying to see it, if there's it, anything else that matters here. It's the next 10 turns for yeah okay okay or six turns i don't know we'll see yeah it's, uh, I'll, probably for a couple of rounds i'll do it yeah but uh, Kath, uh it's, it's as he he's... look it's this this game's very complex there's a lot of rules <laughs> i can't be bothered to learn yeah 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 uh, i'm busy doing something else here you know <laughs> so guess feels this this light and just power just build up in him and as he gets close casts it he's trying to basically tackle he's trying to tackle gorm and also cast this sun into him like okay so then you fire it off again i need you to roll the damage again and i need you to roll a constitution saving throw okay because as you fire this at gorm it travels against the wall behind Gorm. Oh my goodness. And bounces back and hits you. Twenty-three damage. Okay. Uh Gorm succeeds, so he takes ten. Well, uh, I guess I'll let twelve. And con save of 15. It's your own spell save DC. So did you break your own oh. spell save DC? <laughs> no. Then you now take full damage and are blinded. <laughs> oh my god, buddy! Uh. Uh. <laughs> this episode is Keth makes decisions. <laughs> wow. Strong moves. All right, uh, Asher. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw as a bolt of lightning is still bouncing around the inside of this dome. Got it. Done. Dunion rings. Um, 18. You take 10 damage. I'm fine with this. Uh, is that already halved? I already halved it this time, okay, yeah. Thank you. Sorry, that was not clear. Thank you. Uh, next up is Gibetto. Yeah, uh, 
Gibetto reaches into the bag of holding. Okay. Uh, and he puts his hand on the brain. Okay. And with his other hand, uh, like down low and so subtly, he weaves magic together to cast Major Illusion. Okay. <clears throat> you are touching the brain. Yes. You can still feel that the brain is connected to the ritual. Okay. You do not suspect the brain has empowered this spell for you. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Fuck. What is your major illusion you are creating? <laughs> uh, if... If he doesn't feel like it's empowering, can he pull the brain out and see if that changes anything for him? Uh, he can. You feel like the brain holds a substantial amount of illusion power. You feel like it is tied up in the ritual. Okay, got it. Uh, he still does this. Uh, but he casts... So the illusion that he wants to uh, have appear is a rippling blue portal and from that portal walks Torval okay <laughs> as Torval steps out of the portal in his voice he says Gorl this is not the way that this should have gone this is not your world. Four of the five people under this dome can see this Im image in front of them because Keth is blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keth hears the sound of a shimmering divination portal and he hears as... as giant footsteps stomp out and a massive dragon appears oh. i'm sorry that was a cool idea and i know and i don't i don't want to undercut it but i just needed to really call kef out in that moment <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck what is that uh okay uh so you've picked him in his draconic form yeah yeah what phase of Thorval have you picked for the draconic form? Uh, right? The phase because... that Gibetto remembers him in. Uh, from... so, it's... so back in the day, he was the leader of the, you know, the, the leader of the dragons uh, in Gorm's first reality. Right. So that's the vision that Gibetto has of him. So he's pushing forth like the, the clean version, we'll yeah. say. He's trying, to, he, he's trying to do the most like the most accurate that he can, right? Because he's got this right. fresh memory. Right, right, right. So Gorm sees Thorval step through this portal and his eyes go wide. Uh, and then he, he narrows them, he hesitates. And he narrows them and he steps forward carefully. He cocks his head, he says, Thorval? Yes, Chuck. You are dead. Yours is dead. 
You know, I am infinite. He, his smile begins to turn up and he says, You think I haven't checked? You are dead. And he fires off a spell through your image at you, Gebetto. <clears throat> cool. Damn! <laughs> oh. yeah, so give good. me a dex give me a dex saving throw. Okay. Uh, where is uh that is an eighteen? Okay. Yeah, so another blast of lightning comes at you, uh which you dodge back. So eighteen uh, saves? Eighteen saves. I wanna use my like my save to move the brain into the path of the lightning. If you do that, you will still take half damage. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Real tricky. That feels worth half damage. Uh, I, I, that's fine. That's your choice to make. That's your choice to make. I'm like sweating. I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but my hands like I'm clammy. (laughs) So the lightning blasts for 35 damage. So you take half that. So uh, 17. Okay. And uh, the brain is just a hole burned straight through this brain uh, as the lightning bolt cracks through it. And then bounces off of the shield and begins to bounce around the room. (laughs) Uh, The brain, now with this, like, the smell of char and a hole through it. Gross. uh, Just, you feel like the power that it was providing to this ritual weakens significantly. Uh, Yeah, that's good enough for Gebetto. And he tosses it aside. (laughs) <laughs> it yeah. lands on the grass. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, Asher, it's your turn. Cool. I'm going to cast... How close is he to the wall? Still. Uh, he's right up against the wall. Cool. I'm going to cast Wall of Stone to push him into the wall. So, like, from my position, I'm going to cast, a like, basically a Wall of Stone right from me to him to smush him into the wall that seemed to hurt him a lot. Can you move the wall once you cast the wall? So, no. So there will be a wall in the middle. <laughs> but, like, how do you how do you push him? Um, you can if, just, like, keep him constrained, If the wall right? cuts through a creature's space when it appears, that creature is pushed to one side of, your, of the wall, your choice. If the creature would be surrounded by all sides of the wall, uh, which I'm not doing, but if it would be surrounded by all sides of the wall, they make a deck saving throw. So I assume that would still, like, so, he would take a deck saving throw to not be smooshed up against a wall. Up against yeah, the wall I think that's, and pinned. I think that's the way that we would have to play that, is that he, he makes a deck saving throw to see if he is crushed against the wall or not, yep. or if he gets out over the top. And if he succeeds, so. he has to use his reaction to move uh, his speed. Or to move, oh. essentially. Oh. So it eats okay. his reaction no matter what. Sure. 
He fails. Yeah! Uh, so as the wall goes up, uh, like suddenly the stone tears up out of the ground uh, and you see Gorm disappear behind it and you hear that same crackling sound as he is pushed against the wall and then the stone wall shatters as he is launched through the wall uh, uh, from the magical explosion powering behind him and smashes him through the wall uh it does not look like it was comfortable <laughs> <laughs> that's good um great that's my uh uh and then i'd like to cast healing word on oh no because i can only cast one spell never mind never mind i'm done okay how much damage uh, did that do i'm just curious uh well it did 50 damage okay that's good enough for me. It's <laughs> real good. Meager. It did enough damage. It did the amount of damage of each of the wall's pillars, essentially. Oh, yeah, because it like goes through. They have 30 hit points each. So per inch of thickness and are 10. Ooh, good boy. Uh, Genevera, it's your turn. Okay. Um. So Genevera is going to fly because she needs something to make her feel better. <laughs> and then she's going to cast Mental Prison on Gorm. Okay, so he needs to make a wisdom saving throw? Intelligence saving throw. Intelligence saving throw. Uh, okay. So he succeeds an intelligence saving throw. Okay. Well, he takes 39, 20, 19 damage, or 20 damage. 39 damage halved. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Gorm sees now the illusion... Uh, the the squishy illusion brain has been damaged badly. Um, and you can see his face contorting in anger. Uh, and he, uh, he says, No, 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 this cannot be stopped now. It's too late. This is happening. I will force this to happen. Um, and he pushes out a wave of energy off of himself. So I need uh, Keth and I think Asher. Have you moved at all? Uh, just I'm just near yes, the Yes, you went over to the skull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Keth and Asher both have to make constitution saving throws from the pulse of energy that, that pushes off of him. Got it. Nice. Uh, 21. 18. Okay, so you both save, which means you will only take half damage from this. Okay, so uh, you t uh, the the spell deals thirty eight, so half that uh, nineteen. Okay, you you each take nineteen uh, necrotic damage. Ugh. Okay. Gorm uh, 
glances around. He scrambles uh, across the ritual field, like the space, uh, to evocation. And he scoops up the wand and he points it toward Gibetto. And he... Gibetto says, you can try it. That's busy. And he uh, he takes the he like points it at you, right? Stares at you, and then he drops the wand and he holds up his other hand to fire off a spell. Um, <laughs> I thought that was like thieves can't for a second. I was trying so hard <laughs> to fucking like figure out what. <laughs> yeah, what happened? What, what what did happen? What you, because it. The, because the energy is being channeled into the spell, he doesn't want to take energy away from it. That Storm's getting rattled, baby. It took yeah, me. It took me so long to get there, though. Also, because the sentence didn't make sense, so I was like, "Thieves can't." Is Gorm like what? Is Gorm a rogue? It's, yeah. Did I miss a hint somewhere? <laughs> he just responds, "It's dinner time." Right. Like, what? <laughs> didn't didn't. Uh, Genevieve snapped the wand. I know. Uh, no, Anthony the horn, said horn. The unicorn horn. Unicorn. But I thought originally. Okay. There's a unicorn horn and a wand. Right, right. I, yeah, if I you guys Anthony want the misspoke. list, if you guys want the list, it's all in Discord. Okay. Like you thought she wanted to go to the wand, and I just said unicorn horn I by could, accident. Yeah, exactly. And I was rolling with it, but then we're chatting about it now. <laughs> Oh boy. Man. Okay. So he's going to make an attack at you. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So he charges up a spell and he fires off this spell at you. You feel like he didn't, because he hesitated, uh, because he went to go point the uh the wand and it just like didn't do anything um he didn't have time to do like a really powerful spell so he fires off another spell a bolt of energy flies through the air totally off target it just flies right past you and hits the barrier and begins to bounce with the lightning oh, bolts God. so there's now a, another object uh, flying around in this space uh does, uh, does Gibetto recognize the like type of energy uh that was fired do you want me to make like a arcana check or anything yeah give me an arcana check okay uh that is uh 15. So it is a bolt of lightning uh, that is a, uh, but not a lightning bolt. It's like a witch bolt. Okay. Um, and it is more powerful than a regular witch bolt, but not by a lot. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Gibetto, Gibetto recognizes the spell type and is like, really? <laughs> uh, so I need uh, I need Genevera to make a dexterity saving throw and I need Keth to make a dexterity saving throw. Twenty-one. 
so, uh, Genevera. Uh, uh, you take uh, 10 total. And Keth, uh, you take four, and the energy dissipates. So one of the bolts is not, one of the lightning bolts is not flying around anymore. Okay. Um, Asher, it's your turn. Um, <clears throat> great. I would like to cast Mass Cure Wounds, targeting my friend. <laughs> so, okay. targeting uh, Redbridge. Yeah. <laughs> Redbridge all of a sudden is outside. Like, God, I, I wonder how it's. Ooh. Oh, ooh. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Feel okay. I feel like I just went to like a good session of therapy. It was just out of nowhere. Um. <laughs> okay. Cool. I'll take that. Uh. Uh. Twenty. Two to everybody. Nice. This okay. Quick question: This spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Which of those is Keth? (laughs) 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 Currently, neither. That's good. So he gets that. He gets that hit points. He gets that hit points. Mm -hmm. He gets him. He gets it. That one. That one hit point. Gets that hit point. Yep. Okay, uh, Genevera, it's your turn. Okay. Genevera looks at the unicorn horn in her hand, and she casts Vampiric Touch on it. So she is going to take 3d6 of its energy to heal herself. Wild. Okay. Yes. So roll the 3d6. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, so you heal yourself for nineteen. Let's start with that. <laughs> <laughs> you channel this necrotic energy into the unicorn horn. And you feel a change, a shift as this horn stops being a focal point of enchantment and begins to be a focal point of necromancy. Uh, But there is a reverberation throughout the ritual for this. Suddenly, everything around you, like the, the connection you have to this, feels very unstable. Things are spiraling wildly out of control as this uh, ritual begins to unweave itself. And you can tell, Gorm can tell. Uh, as soon as you do this, he's like, no, no! And he throws his hands up and you can see that he is trying to channel as much divination energy as he possibly can and you get this sensation all four of you even though you're blind keth you get this (laughs) sensation that washes over you as it layer upon layer upon layer of realities overlay in this space 
He is pulling in, trying to pull in multiple realities down here all at once to try and, and stabilize what is happening here, but it is spiraling out of control. You see four different versions of the tower behind you, three of the barracks Hello. in front of you. There is a whole mass of people, some you don't recognize, some who are dead. All of a sudden, there's just objects scattering the ground here. There's a cart and a... And a the popcorn cart it's back <laughs> and and he's just pulling more of these nothing can solidify he doesn't have the strength the power to move beyond this plane but he is overlaying them drawing them here multiple layers of these realities stacked upon stacked upon stacked some one you see like a strange mechanical beast like a large mechanical beast just off to the side that seems to be like like putting out a horrible sound and he's just like layering these on trying to stabilize the ritual around you keth keth has taken this time to uh, calm himself and use his training to uh, basically get in his right mind, still horrified at, 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 at what's happening, what he did, and just knowing that this has to stop here one way or another. Uh, also, you're blind. I have to, I cannot stress enough. Kevin <laughs> <you> <laughs> Ke- shouldn't be blind unless this uh, affects, affects him differently. I, I, I'm blind until my next turn. Oh, okay. Yeah. So at the start of your turn, sure. uh, you, you, okay, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. You're no longer blind. Yeah. Hey, but he, he doesn't Daredevil even open his was eyes. Blind. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, and I feel like Kef I was really is... hoping for like a blind, like, eh, fuck it this way. Kev is in his right mind again. He, otherwise he probably would have just started swinging. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he takes a moment though with, keeps his eyes shut to, you know, gather himself and opens his eyes to this fucking chaos around him like the fucking reality (laughs) no idea what's happening uh kind of assumes gorm's trying to uh, jump actually and he promised tally that he would follow gorm uh if he left here and thinks of that promise and charges gorm and tries to you know stop him from doing whatever he's doing and fucking hit him in the face Gorm is very distracted Uh, as he draws these realities like he is just focused on trying to keep afloat this ritual that is very quickly coming apart around him and he does not even realize you are there when you come barreling into him full speed and I mean full Keth speed uh, as you come charging into him and tackle him to the ground and his hold on these realities is just vanishes as one by one they spiral out and now it is not this one place that you see with all of these realities overlaid but like a fractured mirror over you you are peering into all of these versions of this ritual overlaid one by one across this mirror of uh, divination rituals and gorm lying on the ground no 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 what have you done You have given me no choice. A portal. Counterspell. In the center of this place. It is not a portal. It is not something Gorm is doing. Shit. It is a portal of black. Shit. And purple. Help. And blue. Oh, can I counter the Shadow Lord, though? (laughs) (laughs) Can I I still counter him? A foot steps through the portal. 
And Viltroth moves from the shadow into this space. He looks down at Gorm, who is crying on the ground. And he says, your offer is accepted now. He turns to look at all of you and he says, the portal closes behind him. He says, so it comes to this then. You have played your parts well and the bargain has been struck. We move to the final phase. A dark tendril of shadow embraces Gorm. Starts to wind its way around him as dark energy forms at his eyes and mouth. His body begins to float up into the air. Viltroth, looking down at the ground, looks back up. He says, I don't suspect we get out of this without you trying to stop it. Am I right? You're fucking right about that. And Keth, like, who's closer, Viltroth or Floating Gorm? Uh, already you can feel the energy radi- radiating off Gorm. You could try to stop what's happening uh, by attacking Gorm, but you don't really think... From what you can tell, you're not even sure you could get close to him with the power that's coming off of him. Yeah, I mean, Keth, tri- Keth you tries. You could try. Keth, okay. Keth tries to get at Gorm. Okay, so you uh, try to wrap yourself up around, you try to wrap yourself around uh, Gorm. So um, give me a charisma saving throw. 12. You take 18 shadow damage and are thrown backwards away from Gorm. No. This shit again. Viltroth says... I appear to be outnumbered. But the nice thing about someone like me is I can always find friends wherever I am. And he raises his hands and you watch his arms begin to pull their way up out of the dirt. uh, And bodies begin to pull themselves up. Two of them seem to be strong looking hulking skeletons that pull themselves up out of the dirt. One is different. One you've seen before. This is a tiefling in heavy armor. Pulls himself from the grounds of Adventure Incorporated. His eyes glowing bright red as Thanlin pulls himself up and stretches out. And Viltroth puts a hand on his shoulder and says, Go, my death knight. And now we're up to Gebetto. Gebetto reaches into his pocket. And he pulls out the potion of silence. Okay. And is going to try to throw it at Viltros' feet. Okay. Uh, I assume Viltroth and Thanlin are like next to each other, basically, right? Yep, he's got his hand on his shoulder right now. So I'm going to try and get it between the two of them uh, because it affects a 10-foot radius uh, when it's smashed. Okay. Um, and, and it's a con save? Uh, yes, it is a DC 18 con save. So I think you toss it, no problem, right? 
that's this is your specialty. You're good at this. Yeah. <laughs> so lobbing bombs. Yeah. Chibato's Chibato's got practice. A hush falls as you toss that the potion there. Um do they make a save every turn against it? Uh it says here. Uh can be thrown or ingested in liquid form if the drinker fails a constitution modifier equal to your spell save. Uh, the drinker cannot talk for 2d6 hours. If violently broken, it will vaporize in a 10-foot radius cloud. People who breathe in the cloud cannot talk for 1d4 hours. This includes casting spells. Nice. Okay, so give me a d4. Three. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Prepare for trench warfare, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you see uh, that uh, wash over them. And uh, Viltroth, like, he sort of, he narrows his eyes at you a little bit. Like, almost like a, a really? And then he goes to say something. And then he's like, he just nods his head. Like, okay. Yeah, Gibetto, <laughs> All right. Gibetto winks and nods back. Uh <laughs> And puts a hand on my swishy. Asher? Um, so there's now like a wall. Oh, not a wall. There's like a line of undead and a death knight and also another. So there's there's two pretty hulky looking undead, a death knight, a lich, and then Gorm. Cool. How can I? How? Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's cool. Tuesdays, right? Um, so. Is there a 60-foot line that I could draw between all of them? I'm making no. a wall of thorns that I want to erupt underneath as many of them as possible. No, you could draw a 60... They are standing somewhat in a T right now. So you could draw a 60-foot line under the two skeletons and the Death Knight, or you could draw a 60-foot line under the Death Knight and Viltroth. Uh, and Gorm is in the air. <laughs> yeah, I figure I can't handle Gorm right now. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Because um, Sunbeam, w- I-, I could also do Sunbeam, but I saw how poorly that went. So I don't know <laughs> if I want to do that. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try and hit, what, what was the one that hits the most? You said there was like I could hit. Skeleton, Death Knight Skeleton. That, I'm going to do that. Um, okay. erupt in front of them um it is 60 feet long 10 feet high five feet thick um or a circley or whatever uh it blocks line of sight so they'll have to move through it um if it appears on them they make a deck saving throw deck saving throw okay weird this can <laughs> The skeletons succeed, and the Death Knight fails. <laughs> He's got all that armor. <laughs> You're not wrong, I guess. <laughs> yeah, definitely not wrong. That's for sure. Uh, oh, I didn't roll that great. Um, 19. 19. Uh, 26 uh, piercing damage. Okay. Uh, and the wall is there. If they can move through it, they must spend four feet of movement. Uh, per one foot of movement to get through it. How long is the wall? Um, for as long as I concentrate on it. I'm sorry. How long does the wall go? 
like for as long from as I one side to the other. <laughs> what is the length of the wall <laughs> and the width? <laughs> Sixty feet long, ten feet okay. high, five feet. Thick. Great. So there is ten feet on either side of the wall, essentially where they could yep. move around it. Yep. Yeah, and also uh, so yes, correct. You, Genevera, and Gibetto are cut off uh, on this side of the wall. Kath is on the other side of the wall. Oh, um, whoops. Another tendril of shadow bursts out of uh, uh, Gorm and like connects to the outer ring of this barrier. Uh, we are now at Genevera. Genevera, as you're glancing around, you realize in the uh, divination, like the divinations that have formed around, uh, this event is happening in each of them. And whatever world they're like, they're in, it's like overlaid there. Uh, but that Viltroth is not always Viltroth. In one, you see Clyde. In another, you see Elatrix. In one, you see the Lich. And in one, you see the former king of Emberfall. But in each of these, the other things about this are things that were put there by the overlay by Gorm. They weren't there until it was overlaid. And so now these mirror images that are there uh, are of you guys and do what you guys do. Uh, but you don't, those don't belong in those spaces. But the Lich is different in each. Uh, but it is your turn. All right, so Genevera flies up um, so that she can cast down over the wall. And she catches as many she, as she can into a synaptic static. Okay, yeah, you can catch all four of them in synaptic static. That's what I thought, okay. Um, so yeah, so they all make an intelligence save. Four fails. Okay, wow. Let's go. So, alright, so they take 40 damage each, and, um, for one minute, they roll a d6 and subtract that number from all of their attacks, ability checks, concentration saves. Okay, the two skeletons crumple. Uh, <laughs> in that space, they just... Um, Thanlin puts his hands on his head uh, and lets out a silent scream. Uh, and you see Viltroth, like, like he, you can tell it is digging into his brain as well. Uh, and he just has a sneer for you. Um, The images above your head begin to blacken at the edges uh, as another tendril shoots from Gorm and then a fourth tendril shoots from Gorm. And as he is engulfed in black, those images blacken and fade away. And now it is just black that surrounds this place. And Gorm is a sphere of shadow hovering above Viltroth silently chuckles you can see that you Genevera and you Keth can see the twisted laugh on his face 
the Death Knight charges you, Kef. Uh, Thanlin running forward with uh, a, a pulling a blade from his side and the blade is twisted and shadowy uh, as he runs forward and tries to swing it at you. He misses. He misses. He hits. Wow. Keth had drawn his uh, a quarter staff to try and stave off these attacks. He swings into you, takes 16 shadow damage. All right. Now, uh, give me a con save. 21. Take 18 shadow damage. And it is your turn. Um, Keth snaps a quarter staff in half. Let's do this, Keth. Yeah, let's just don't be. Let's weird. do this. <laughs> Shut up! And then anyway, <laughs> attacks. <laughs> I like all how all of our attacks. weapons are just annoying. Like, <laughs> uh, Jennifer is best friends with her weapon, well, so that's fair. <laughs> yeah, if so we could attacking- hear it. We would be annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> are Are you attacking the Death Knight yeah, or the, Viltroth? The Death Knight, because he he attacked the me, Death Knight. Yeah. He charged you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, thirty-two, sixteen, seventeen, thirty-one, and eighteen. Uh, lowest is uh, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen don't hit. Wow. Uh, only key strikes hit. Because he has composed himself, he did spend the extra key uh, to protect his soul. Okay. 20 damage. Okay. Oh, now Keth's soul is important to him, huh? <laughs> he he's been trained. He's been trained. Not when he was eating gods. Damn it. So don't break it up. He's real touchy about that right now. <laughs> uh Gibetto, it's your turn. Yeah. Um Sorry, bonus action. Uh Kat's been fucking down a health potion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the the wall of thorns separates me from sleeping beauty uh <laughs> everyone else affirmative except genevera and asher oh All no right. i guess genevera's she's just up high yeah i'm fine um fuck okay uh Gibetto hops back 10 feet And throws a fireball at Gorm, knowing that he'll okay. catch uh, Thamlin and uh, and Viltroth in in the like explosion, Blast. or at least the reverberation off the wall. <laughs> sure, uh, even though you're pretty sure you'll also catch Keth if he's nearby any of them. I have no idea where Keth is. You know he's on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I hope I don't kill him. 
okay. And so let's see, how many? What's a what's a fireball do? Eighty-six. Eighty-six. One, two. Uh, Twenty-two damage. It wasn't great. You throw the fireball at the swirling mass of black that is Gorm. Uh, As the fireball makes its way up there, like as it gets near this mass, you watch as it is almost pulled off course and swirls around the sphere of black, of shadow. The fireball transforms from fire into shadow as it swirls around this and then slams down into the ground below it, releasing a burst of shadow energy, uh, washing over Viltroth, the uh, the Death Knight, and Keth. Keth, what was your, refl- uh, your deck save? 19. Okay, so you dodge out of the way. You, like, you flip back. Uh, and because of your evasion, you are completely out of the range as this shadow energy washes down. But you watch it just basically hit point blank on Thanlin. Um, and it, as that shadow dissipates, Thanlin is not there anymore. Now it is a just a creature of shadow uh, that has been overwritten by that ball of shadow. Whoops. Whoa. Whew. Uh, and, uh, it looks like Viltroth maybe like took a blast from it, but he's not hurt, Ooh. hurt, but not like hurt. Sure. sure. <laughs> uh, Asher, it's your turn. Jesus Christ. Uh, I stopped concentrating on the wall of thorns. <laughs> <laughs> so with this wall, when you stop concentrating, does it, it goes away. Does that just mean it's not permanent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the wall of stone is still in the middle of the battlefield. Uh, <laughs> That's against the back yeah. wall. It's against, it's the, against back the back wall. wall that pushed them up against the wall yeah, yeah, and yeah. pinned them. Well, I guess it exploded though. Um, yeah, there's still some rock. Right. It's fine. That's cool. But yeah, so this wall just <laughs> disappears. Uh, great. And so now you see the creature of shadow standing in front of uh, Kath. Son of a bitch. Um, and you see Viltroth, and then you see the swirling Gorm above. Uh, conjure woodland beings. Let's go. Um, I conjure uh, two of those quicklings um, to come out and start uh, uh, stabbing, stabby stabbing. Okay. Because I think. Th- uh, who are you sending them after? Uh, the creature of shadow. Okay. Actually, no. Uh, after Viltroth. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm pulling up their stats really quick. <laughs> um, they make three attacks each. Um, wow, what a consistent uh, quickling. You rolled 13 plus 8, 13 plus 8, 13 plus 8. So, uh, 21, okay. 21, 21. <laughs> yeah, it, it steps, steps, steps. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, so, one is 10, one is 9, and another is 10. Just real consistent, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and the, uh, the second one is 10. Viltroth, yeah, Viltroth gets stabbed by these, um, and you, it's like he doesn't even dodge them. Cool. He takes a second round of stabbings. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one, also very consistent. 
1919 and a, uh, a critical one. Okay, so two of them it, get in yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, but very consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another 10 and a 7. So 17. Okay. Um, anything else from you? Uh, no. <laughs> Genevera, it's your turn. Okay. So Genevera is going to, um, there's no, there's no sphere without killing the quicklings and hitting the quicklings. Um, no, because, I mean, they're right up on Viltroth. You couldn't okay. hit Viltroth without hitting right, the they, quicklings. That was what I wanted to have evasion, though. Okay. Um, Genevera doesn't know that, so she is going That's to fair. cast Vitriolic Sphere on Gorm. Okay. So I imagine that I can get just him. Uh, because yes. Because she's in the air and she can do, like, a... Yeah, 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 you can, like, around. fire it so that it, like, yeah. Okay, so she's going to do that, Vitriolic Sphere. So since he has to make a deck save, I imagine he just, like, automatically fails, right? As you fire that spell towards Gorm, when it approaches that dark mass, it also becomes, like, sucked in as part of that and swirls around, turning to shadow, and then explodes over the group, over the group below, in shadow and rains shadow down so uh keth i'm gonna need another deck save and i'm gonna need a deck save for the quicklings okay oh, son of a b i just closed it i thought they had a vision oh they do I they have to <laughs> <laughs> i was like don't yell at me now <laughs> you're fine it's fine i don't I, I don't feel anything strongly for them so if they die it's fine 21 for <laughs> deck save for keth so, Keth, you managed to avoid another rain of shadow from above. <laughs> Good lord, man. Uh, deck saves on the quicklings. <laughs> Plus six decks. Um, and they have evasion, so uh, it's not an advantage, but they have evasion. Um, 19, no, uh, 20, 22 and a 17. Okay. So, so I 17 fails, right, Steph? Correct. Okay, one fails. Takes half. So it's 35 damage. Did Viltroth and Than uh Shadow Thanlin night uh, Shadow Than uh Shadow Thanlin did not pass. Uh Viltroth did. Okay, so it's 35 for Thanlin, half of that for um Viltroth. And then at the end of his next turn, uh, Thanlin's going to take another 15. Uh, so, uh, uh, same with Gorm. Th Thanlin's gone. Uh, as the shadow washes sorry. down over Thanlin, he dies. Oh, I was like, sorry. I, I know you said metaphorically, but <laughs> no, no, no. Died, I mean, so. like this washes down over him and that shadow creature dissipates. Uh, also a quickling died. <laughs> it has evasion. It still died. Uh, the swirling ball of darkness that is Gorm suddenly constricts tightly into a small 
sphere of shadow. And you begin to feel that ritual fall apart again. Suddenly it's spinning out of control once more, imbalanced and threatening. It's like shaking the ground in this place. And then that orb expands out huge. And the swirling stops. And instead of Gorm, there is a shadow dragon with tentacles pouring off of its back. And it lets out a roar as it says, The avatar of shadow walks the world. Trembling doom before the darkness. And the ritual explodes under your feet. Suddenly the earth, the earth beneath you fractures. And steam and fire burst from beneath you as this spell feedbacks and begins to explode around you. Your weapons begin to hum and glow and reverberate as they have many times before, but now much, much stronger. You feel a sense from them. A sense of purpose. Their purpose to destroy Gorm Tintreach is no more. Gorm is gone. And with the power they have left, all that remains, you feel this glow protect you as the ground beneath you gives way. And an explosion shatters the dome. And everything here goes flying. And as the compound and Mughamara gets smaller and smaller as you fall away. The shadow dragon grows larger and larger on the horizon. Tendrils of shadow tearing into the buildings of the compound and leaving it in dust as you slam into the ground, unconscious. <laughs> Hey everyone, just a couple quick reminders. If you like the show, don't forget to tell your friends. And you can head over to patreon.com slash adventuring and become a patron as well. You can also head to our website, adventuringpod.com, for links to our social media and the store where you can find t-shirts, stickers, and more. That's all. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Serious Business